Welcome to Raiders on the Record, the podcast featuring Hastings High School Athletics. I'm Athletic Director Trent Hansen. My colleague Tim Hanneberg and I work together to bring you the stories of Raiders sports. We are thrilled to share conversations with the athletes, coaches, and alumni that represent Raider Nation. Check back weekly and be sure to share this podcast with your friends in the Raiders Network. Brianna Featherstone Arness is a 1997 Raider graduate. During her time at Hastings High School, she competed as a diver and set the school records for the 6 and 11 while also qualifying for the state tournament during her junior and senior years. Brianna still holds the school record for the 11 dive. In 2011, diving was brought back to Hastings High School and Brianna was hired as a girls head coach and both the boys and the girls during the following year where she has been since. Here we are with Coach Brianna Arnes. Coach, you are alumni uh, from Hastings as well. So let's start back at the beginning. Uh, Were you eventually from Hastings or did you move to Hastings? Were your parents from Hastings or did they eventually come to Hastings at one time? Uh, Talk about your family growing up. Uh, Once again, your mom, your dad, any brothers or sisters. Uh, Once again, let's hear about your life growing up in Hastings. Yeah, um, I I did grow up in Hastings. I um, my parents were not from Hastings. My dad was from Red Wing, and my mom was from South St. Paul. So they just kind of picked a middle spot um, between the two cities, and that's how they chose Hastings to live. And um, I do have three older brothers, so they were your pretty stereotypical older brothers, like keep up or you're you mm-hmm. you know you're going to get left behind. So anything they did, I needed to do too. If they rode on the three wheelers, I rode on the three wheelers. If they were skiing, I was skiing. If they were climbing trees, I was climbing trees because we, we grew up in the country and, you know, there weren't a lot of like neighborhood kids around. So they were my friends and my playmates. And like I said, I, I had to keep up with them. Otherwise I got left behind. So, um, whether that was a baseball game or, you know, playing soccer or whatever, I, I just did whatever they wanted to do. I, I did have my Barbies and dolls and things mm-hmm. like that, that I would play in when I couldn't keep up with them. But for the most part, I just did whatever they did. So um, I think that kind of influenced me, you know, as, as a person and who I am, but um, you know, my dad owned his own business in Prescott, Wisconsin. My mom worked um, in the school system in the cafeteria for a long time. And so um, yeah, we, we just grew up here. We were river rats. We had a boat. So we're constantly on the river. I think, um, that's kind of where I developed my love of water and Mm -hmm. wanting to swim and, and eventually later into diving. But, um, yeah, my, my dad's side of the family had some educators on their side. My, my grandfather was a part of the Red Wing school board for a period of time. My dad's brother, was a um, swim coach down in Red Wing. Um, he was really the first person that introduced me to the pool. Um, he was the swim coach down there forever. And then eventually he became the athletic director and then on to um, an assistant principal or maybe even the principal, I can't remember. Um, and then he retired several years ago. So um, yeah. And then my mom's side of the family was all from South St. Paul and they had various professions and fields, but that's kind of my childhood in a nutshell, I guess. That's awesome. So once again, you are an alumni. So 
if you want to go through maybe your childhood or, you know, middle school, high school, and then um, college as well, uh, let's hear about the sports you played and then any major kind of accomplishments that go along with the sports you played. Cause I know you're, uh, you're still up on the record books here in, in the pool. So let's hear about your, uh, your accomplishments in high school sports you played. I know we just kind of mentioned it too. the, the, uh, in the rapid fire questions, um, the, the relationships that you kind of built in Hastings. So those are always pretty special too. So let's hear about your, uh, your sports that you played growing up. Sure. Um, you know, I kind of mentioned that we lived in the country growing up and, and back in the stone age when I was in school, um, you know, I, I didn't participate in a lot of sports. Um, there, there wasn't really a ton, um, out there that were being offered other than like, you know, dance and swimming. And in sixth grade, I joined the swim team and, um, you know, Kim Olson was the coach back then. Um, she was a wonderful, wonderful lady, but, um, you know, I wasn't a great swimmer. I could swim, but I wasn't a great swimmer and it was hard. And, you know, all these kids had been swimming on haste for years and years before they even got to the middle school program. And so I was, you know, pretty behind with that. And, you know, I kind of looked at the end of the, the pool and I was like, I think I want to try that springy thing down there and see what happens. Um, and so I started diving in sixth grade and, um, back then the middle school and high school were kind of a, a, a similar program as far as diving went, there was just one coach and he mainly focused on the high school kids, but you know, he'd let us middle school kids play around a little bit too. And, um, so Keith Keller was, was the diving coach back then. And, um, he coached me throughout middle school and high school. Um, I eventually went on to the state meet as a junior in high school. Um, I didn't do very well, uh, my first year there. Well, I didn't do well there either year, my junior or senior year, but, um, you know, it was just a big accomplishment for me just to even get to the state meet. Um, I think I was the first girl in Hastings to ever make it to the state meet. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then um, my senior year, I uh, broke the six dive and the 11 dive school record. Um, the 11 dive record of mine is still up there. I'm waiting for somebody to take that one down hopefully soon. So people can stop seeing when I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the six dive record was broken by one of my former student athletes, Emily Weldon, um, I don't know, three, four years ago. And then it has since been broken again by one of my other former girl divers, um, Annika Turberg. Um, and that was two years, two years ago, I think. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. That's awesome. So I can't, I think that kind of takes us, uh, to right now. So if you want to talk about your current coaching position at Hastings high school, and then anything that goes along with that as well, how long you've been in this position as well? Yeah. So kind of a funny story. Um, so the back when I was diving, um, we didn't have a legal diving pool for diving. It had to be a certain depth. And because our pool was so old, we didn't have, um, the right depth to legally have other schools dive at our pool. So we always had to go to other schools and dive. Um, and so after I graduated, I think it was a couple of years after I graduated, they just stopped doing diving. Um, they didn't hire another diving coach. They, they, they just didn't have divers because we, we didn't have a legal pool to dive in. And then the big construction happened where they redid the pool. And I think that was in 2011 going into 2012. And, um, I had just moved back to Minnesota from Connecticut. I had lived in Connecticut for about 10 years. Um, and so when I moved back, I had 
you know, was at church with the family and, um, Jerry Rupp, who was my swim coach back in the day approached me. He's like, Hey, uh, we're bringing diving back. And I don't know, do you think you might want to coach? I was like, Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know really like me, like why mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've never coached anything in my life. Um, and so I was like, I don't know, just come interview for it and, you know, we'll see what happens. And so I did, I went in and I interviewed for it. And so Katie McAlpin is the girls head coach. Jerry is the boys head coach. Um, and so (laughs) I always give him a lot of grief about this because Jerry didn't hire me. He ended up hiring somebody else, but Katie ended up hiring me. So my first year coaching, I did the girls season only, and he had hired somebody else to do the boys season. And and it was a, a young man. So I think in his mind, he just was like, oh, it's a young guy. So he might relate better to the kids. And well, I'll let you, him tell why he didn't hire him back. Cause I don't really quite know all the real reasons, but the next year I was hired back as the boys coach too. So, um, I started coaching, I believe it was 2012. So this is my 10th, 11th year coaching. Um, and I've loved every minute of it. It's been so amazing. And I can't tell you how much of a transformation I've made from my first day of coaching to like the coach that I am now. Um, but it's, it's been a real growing learning experience for me. Um, you know, I've always worked with kids throughout my entire adult life. Um, I'm my, my other profession, my other side gig, other than coaching is I'm a behavior analyst. And so I work with, um, I've worked with kids of all ages and mostly now I work with adults that have disabilities. And so, um, you know, I've always had experience with kids, I had my own three kids, which is why Katie said she hired me because I had three kids under the age of three. She's like, mm-hmm. if you can handle that, you can handle anything. Um, but yeah, I had never coached anything prior to um, doing this. And like I said, I've been here for 10, 11 years now, and I've really loved every minute of it. Yeah, that is, uh, you kind of brought it up there. One of the questions that we're going to ask you, uh, I always like hearing this from coaches too, is the evolution of becoming a coach and where you kind of started from to where you're at today. And you you never know where you're going to be in the future too. So is there anything now that you do now that you wish you did before, or was there something that like you first started doing or you started doing when you first started coaching? You're like, God, I, I have no clue why I thought that was going to be successful or why I acted that way or something along those lines. So once again, you could take the question in a couple of different ways. If, if there's something you used to do and you don't do it anymore, let's hear about that. Or is there something you do now? And you're like, God, this has made the world a difference. If I would have known about this when I first started, I think I would have been a lot better coach back then. What do you think that would be for you? I mean, I'll never forget my first day of coaching and I feel so bad. And I'm sure the student athlete would not um, mind me bringing up her name, but Britta Johnson was one of my very first divers. You know, we, I, I showed up to practice. I'd researched and researched like, okay, how am I going to coach this? What do I need to teach them? And, you know, I had like measurements of the diving board and how it worked and, you know, the depth of the pool and, you know, the different things that we need to know about diving. It was like going to be like a teaching lesson. Like I was going to sit there and Mm -hmm. I was going to teach them verbally everything that I could find about diving and poor Britta as, you know, freshmen sitting there just so patiently, like, are we ever going to get up on the board and do anything? (laughs) Are you just going to keep talking about all these different things that we have no idea what you're talking about? And so, um, eventually I stopped doing that each year when like new divers would come. I'm like, they don't really need to know this information yet. Like we'll get there eventually kind of deal. Like, um, and so I, I 
I, I don't do that anymore. Um, what I try and do now and what I've learned over the years is what's more important is knowing who the kids are, why they're there. You know, some kids just want to have fun. Some kids just want to be a part of something. Some kids want to come and learn how to dive and be the best and, and, and win and, and be competitive. And so each kid kind of brings a, a different story. And for me, um, not only as a coach, but in my professional background, I, it's my job to get to know people and why they do the things that they do. Why are they making these choices? And so for me, it's, it's just part of what I do. I, I just get to know the kids and really ask the, the questions like, what are your goals? What do you want to work on? What, how can I help you get there? What can I teach you? Um, do you just want something to do for a couple hours after school? Because we can just kind of sit around and have some fun and jump off the board. Or do you really want to learn diving and, you know, be great at it and be at the state meet, you know, what, what are your goals? And so I really try and understand why they're there so that I can be a better coach and understand like, this is, this is what they want because not every kid is the same. They all want different things. Mm -hmm. And I've just kind of learned that over the years that not everybody's there to win. Not everybody's there to, you know, have the same purpose. So that's what I would tell myself 10 years ago when I'm trying to teach these stupid, boring lessons about diving that nobody really cares about. Mm -hmm. One thing I didn't uh, kind of prepare you for, but thinking about it now and getting to know the kids and why they're there, uh, you're in a unique position where you coach both boys and girls kind of in the, it is the same sport, but kind of, you know, it's probably a little bit different for boys and girls, you know, with uh, what they can do or why they're there. But um, I guess I'm wondering is, what do you think the main difference is with coaching boys and girls in diving? Is there a main difference or is there, um, is there something that is kind of very, very different when, when you're coaching the girls versus coaching the boys? Um, there is in a general sense, there is, um, boys tend to have a little kind of craziness to them. They're more willing to kind of try some of the harder things and not really care how much it hurts. There are some boys that, you know, don't like to, nobody likes to smack. Let me just be real. Nobody likes to smack. It really hurts. And it leaves big welts on your body. Um, but it, there are some boys that I've coached over the years that I, I just can't believe the things <laughs> that they'll do, you know, like just how far you can push them and, mm -hmm. and they're going to do it. Um, and there are some girls that I've coached like that too, that have, that will just get up and just, just try and throw anything that you ask them to do. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, I think that the, the boys have a little bit more edginess to them and they're kind of willing to be kind of crazy wild. Whereas the girls are more, you know, they kind of think things through longer. Like if I do this and it doesn't go right, that's really going to hurt. And mm -hmm. I don't know that I want to do that. So, um, there is kind of a general difference between the two of them, but they're, but it's also kind of the same too, because, um, you know, when you're, when you're asking somebody to do something that they've never tried before, and, and there's a likelihood that it could hurt, um, or, you know, I say smack, um, nobody wants to do that. So you really have to gauge like, what is it that you want to achieve? And so I always have the kids at the very first day of practice. What are your six goals of the season, whether that's to learn a new dive or whether that's, you know, a certain score or whether that's something, something measurable that we know once you've done it, you've achieved it. And then I've got this big like board in the pool area where they choose these silly stickers that I've made and they put them on, 
you know, for achieving their goals, but they love doing that. You know, kids love stickers for some reason. They just, they love these goofy little stickers that I mm-hmm. bought from Walmart, you know, eight <laughs> years ago and we still reuse them and th- like they're falling apart. And, you know, I laminated some of them are like little bump anyway. Um, but so I, I have them do their goals so that I, I know what I can push them to do and what I can't, because I can always fall back on, well, isn't this one of your goals that you wanted to do? Isn't this something that you really wanted to learn? And, and then that's kind of how we, you know, we motivate both sides for boys and girls. But, um, yeah, when you, when you say, is there a difference? Yeah, there's a difference. You know, there's always difference between boys and girls, especially, you know, middle school, high school age. Mm Um, and, you know, for high school, it's seventh through 12 for boys, you know, I, I do a separate middle school program. So I get the fifth through the eighth grade girls, and then I get, you know, ninth through 12 for the high school. Um, so it's, it's nice for the girls. Cause I can kind of start them out a little bit younger. I get those fifth graders. Um, so they, you know, generally come to the high school season season as, you know, having had been diving for three or four years prior where the boys just get to start in seventh grade. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there's a little bit of a difference. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so I coach wrestling and, and, uh, girls wrestling is starting to pick up here a little bit. We had about yeah. seven girls. So I, uh, I'm quickly learning the difference between boys and girls, especially when it comes to coaching. So I always, I kind of joke around, but it's a little bit serious too. uh, coaching my boys. You know, it's, I feel like when you're coaching them, you tell them to run through a wall and they usually just grunt and then they'll go do it. Um, yeah. you know, and then uh, the girls, they want to know, um, why'd you pick that what? wall? What color wall would they yeah. have to wear when they go through the wall? And uh, there's about 15 questions, but kind of what you talked about too, is once they figure out all those questions and they're very analytical and emotional about it too. Um, yeah. once you, once you get past all that stuff, they're going to do it just as good as the boys. So it's just, um, yeah. it's just kind of, I'm, I'm learning how to do it and, uh, I'm only one year in here and yeah. I, I feel like I'm growing. So uh, <laughs> when I get 10 years in like you, then, uh, then maybe a lot. I'll have maybe a different answer, maybe the same answer. So we'll see how it goes. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Constantly though. evolving. Yeah, for sure. But it's kind of interesting to, to have that ability, you know, to coach, uh, you know, both genders and, and just kind of see the similarities and the differences between the two. And, you know, and obviously they're going to do it in different ways, but eventually, just like you talked about, they're all going to have that same kind of goal. Each kid is going to have a goal and they're all going to reach it in their own way. So it's, it's really cool to kind of see them do that. So yeah, it is pretty neat. So you're at church and coach Rupp approaches you to come coach here. He didn't hire you, but we, we could talk about that. We'll take that up with him. So yeah. why did you eventually say yes to coaching? So why do you coach and uh, what keeps you motivated kind of every year to keep on coming back and, and coaching these kids? Yeah. I mean, why do I coach? I, I coach because, um, you know, I want to be a positive role model for kids and I want them to have a positive experience with sports Um, I kind of have a a unique kind of coaching experience because I do work with such a smaller group of kids. I mean, we're a big, we're part of the big swim team. So we're there every day with all of the swimmers, but, you know, generally speaking, I work with anywhere between one and eight kids, um, on a day-to-day basis. I mean, the the middle school is a little bit different. I usually have about 27 kids who come out for diving. So Mm -hmm. I kind of have, um, my hands full with the middle school kids, but once they get to that high school level, um, you know, last year for boys, I had one, one and a half divers, I'll say, because one of them started like halfway through the season. Um, but like the girls, I generally, and last year for girls, I, I pulled up three eighth graders because, everybody had graduated and moved on or, or tried different sports. So, um, I, I do have a smaller group of kids to work with. So I, I do get to know them on a very personal level. And we, 
and, you know, I'm giving feedback to them after every dive that they do. And, and so, um, you know, I, I try and be really positive, you know, even when it's not the greatest dive or if they're not doing it correctly, I, I you know, I try and give, you know, a, a positive comment for every negative comment, but, you know, I coach because I want to teach the sport, you know, I had a love of the sport, um, but more importantly, I, I, I coach because I, I really enjoy it. And I've always told myself when I, when I stop having fun, that's when I need to hang my hat up because th at that point, I'm not going to be any use to anybody. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just not going to be enjoyable for anybody. And, you know, ask any of my, my divers, you know, what's the number one thing I tell them every single time before I meet, what's the most important thing tonight. And they will shout it out, have fun, you know, because I, I want the sport to be fun for them. Mm-hmm. So when you first started coaching, your kids were very young. So I feel like maybe the answer for your most rewarding thing about coaching is now two of your girls are in the program with you, but if there's something else, you can answer it in a different way too. So what do you think maybe the best or the most rewarding thing about coaching so far in Hastings has been? Um, you know, it's fun to be an alumni. It's fun to have gone through the program and come back and give back. Um, I think that's rewarding for me, you know, because somebody took the time to teach me and coach me and, you know, it was a very memorable experience for me. And I, I had a lot of success with it and I guess I want to give back the same way. Um, I feel like had I started coaching maybe only last year, my girls, my two daughters who are, are on the high school program, I feel like maybe they wouldn't think it was as cool as me being a coach, but since I've been doing it since they were, you know, super tiny, they just know that I'm a coach and then they kind of grew into the program. So I'm still somewhat kind of okay in their eyes and mm -hmm. they still like that I'm on the pool deck. And I guess they kind of respect me as a coach. It's, it's funny because my oldest Kira, she's a swimmer. She tried diving for a little bit and she just didn't have the guts for it. But, um, my middle daughter, Chloe, she, um, you know, every now and again, I'll hear mom, mom. And I'm like, I'm, I'm coach Brianna. Stop calling me mom on the pool deck. <laughs> so I kind of have to try and separate the two, but, um, you know, it's always hard being a coach's kid too, right? They always kind of get the, the raw end of the deal. You know, you're harder on them and you don't give them as much as a of attention as they probably deserve and need, but it's just the reality of it. So they know. Well, and it's pretty interesting too, like you just said, and, and I'm going to know your kids a little bit now too, where Kira's a swimmer, like you said, and you, you tried swimming and it didn't work out for you. And then diving was your thing. And it sounds yeah. like it was the exact opposite for Kira. Uh, but then Chloe is kind of taken after you now and uh, is a very good diver for the program. So it's funny how they're each kind of a part of the program, uh, but kind of two separate things within the program, which is pretty neat that swimming and diving has to offer. Yeah. And I, I didn't really want Chloe to dive at first because she, she really is a good swimmer too. And I just kept pushing her to do swimming. Like, I don't know if you want to dive. And she was relentless. She's like, I'm diving. I'm mm -hmm. going to do this. And I finally, I was like, okay, you can try it. We'll see what happens. And, you know, she, she started in fifth grade and in middle school and yeah, she's just really progressed. That's pretty awesome. well. So yeah, it's been fun to watch her. So another question that our, our athletic director, Trent Hansen always asks us is about defining success. So I know there's many different ways we can do this, um, especially for a sport like swimming, where there's the component of swimming and diving uh, and then all kind of wrapping together here for success of the team too but how would you define success uh, when it comes to your coaching 
Yeah, you know, and that was a pretty easy question for me because it, it popped into my head right away. Um, so there, there's kind of two things for me. One is that the kids enjoyed their time and had fun. I mean, I just, I can't stress enough about sports need to be fun. Um, and then the second one is that they learned something from me. Um, whether that was just something about the diving in general, or if it was something about their performance, or if it was a character trait or skill that they learned from me. Um, one of the most rewarding things is like when a former student athlete will find me either on like a social media or like out about in town and they'll come up to me and, you know, they'll, they'll seek me out and be like, coach Brianna, how's it going? You know, and, um, and so many of them, I still keep in touch with, and, you know, they've gone on to diamond college or they've, you know, gone on to coach somewhere down the road. So it's always, you know, kind of that seeing them give back is also, you know, successful for me too, because i you know, I, I started that I taught them. So that's mm -hmm. pretty neat for me as, you know, an, an adult and a coach to, to know that that maybe was impactful for them and that they'll remember it forever. Yeah. I also think about, um, the swim team right now, I think it's pretty interesting where our three main coaches are all alumni of the program as well. So I think it also talks about the strength of your program where those, uh, swimmers and divers are having a positive experience and they want to come back and get back to the next generation, just like you, you were just talking about too. So it's, pretty neat when we have that, those alumni coming back and, and taking all the reins and, and giving back to the next generation. So pretty unique. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, uh, you've talked about a couple of coaches you had growing up. Um, if you want to go into detail more about them, that, that would be great. But, uh, let's hear about a coach that uh, was in your life, had a really big impact on you, maybe taught you something that really stuck with you, uh, that you've taken the rest of your life and try to employ in your life. So who would that coach be that you maybe looked up to or admired, uh, growing up? Well, you know, I, I can tell you that probably my uncle Donnie, um, who was the swim coach down for Red Wing, he, he, first of all, was like the very first coach that I really ever had. I mean, I remember going down to the Red Wing pool as a really young girl and really, you know, wanting to go on the diving board and him giving me that feedback and positive encouragement. And so much so that, you know, when I was diving in middle school, I, I mean, I remember competing against Red Wing. We would go down there, they would come up here and he was always my uncle first. So I would step out on the pool deck and, you know, he'd greet me like he would any other way when I, when I used to see him. And then I remember him being on the sidelines cheering for me as the opponent, mm -hmm. but also because he was just a great coach and he wanted success for people. You know, he wanted people to do well, whether that was on his own team or an opponent's team. And, and I, I remember that feeling and feeling like that's really cool because we're supposed to try and beat them and they want to beat us, but you know, he's cheering me on and, and just being a good role model and a good person and a good coach. And so I think that has been um, pretty impactful for me. And, you know, you go through coaches and even I can remember back in my high school days, I remember coaches that I didn't like, and I was like, Ooh, I would hate to have them as my coach. Like, Oh, I don't, I don't know how you die for him or her. And, um, one particular one who I felt in high school, I didn't like, but now as an adult coach, I respect the heck out of him. And, and it's a coach from Woodbury, um, Rick light. He back in my high school days, he was super intimidating. I, you know, he always looked so mean and, um, it wasn't until, you know, I, I got to know him as an adult. I'm like, this guy is really neat. And he really knows how to coach kids and get them motivated. And 
he knew nothing about diving. He was not a diver. He, they just needed a diving coach back then. And they asked him to do it. And he learned about the sport and, you know, produced some really great divers and still produces some really great divers that come out of Woodbury. And so it's been really um, fun to watch him. And, and now as a coach, you know, when he's complimenting me on some of my divers, I'm like, that, that feels good. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's really neat that you can, you know, transform and, and, somebody else's eyes from somebody who you, you know, don't really like to somebody who you really actually respect. So I see a lot of that too, you know, a lot of the things, Oh no, I don't think I would coach like that. And I don't think I would give that kind of feedback. So, um, you know, that's been a little, a growing opportunity for me too. That's great. So you've talked about a couple of the coaches that you are currently coaching with anyone else that you want to talk about. That's had a really big impact on your life. Uh, and once again, you've named some other coaches like the coach from Woodbury, <laughs> Um, so any other coaches that you've kind of worked with had a positive impact on your life, maybe taught you something that you kind of employ in your coaching uh, repertoire every single day. So who would that influential assistant coach be or kind of head coach that you've been working with? You know, I've had the opportunity to work with, um, you know, Katie and Jerry for a long time. They've been the two head coaches um, for, like I said, the boys and the girls. And um, there's been lots of assistant coaches that have come through that, have worked in the program, whether it have been for a year or a couple of years, um, you know, the, even the middle school coaches that I work with Chassie and, um, Ms. Atkins and Kate Riley, you know, they've been really, you know, positive people, you know, you just, you just, everybody could just kind of has their own way and technique. Um, and, um, it's just been really nice to have such a wide variety of people that I've been able to work with. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't think I could pinpoint one person that's been super influential, but it's just been really nice to work with a wide variety of people from all different backgrounds, whether that have been swimming or a different sports team, um, whether they've come through the program, you know, we've got some alumni coming back like Kate Riley, um, you know, uh, Cassie Kimmis um, was an assistant coach for a while and they, you know, were all Raider alumni that went through the program. So again, it's just nice to get a younger perspective at times, but also, you know, there's something to be said about somebody who's been coaching for a long time too. And, you know, they've got, you know, kind of a good knowledge base of, you know, how things work and the history of it. So, yeah, I mean, everybody that I've worked with has, has always been really great. Awesome. The next question I, I always like asking, especially someone like you, you're in a unique role where you're an alumni and a current coach. So I love hearing about an opponent or event that uh, always brings the best out of people. So I feel like the alumni that I interview, it's always Park. It's uh, that rivalry rivalry with Park is always something that always uh, people always look forward to. And it was just always really heated. Uh, recently, you know, sports like hockey and football are really gravitating towards St. Thomas. Um, so it's always interesting then to hear about individual sports versus team as well, where I think a lot of our track guys are always just trying to peak for the section tournament or the conference tournament, kind of depending on their goals. So uh, swimming is kind of unique where you're, you're, you know, your team, you know, where you're competing against another team, but you're really kind of competing against yourself too, you know, when, when you're swimming. So who is maybe an opponent uh, or an event that you really look forward to as a coach? And if you want to talk about as an opponent or uh, as a athlete back in the day too, we can, uh, we can go back in the history time or history books too, and, and hear about that. So someone that you maybe look forward to or an event that you look forward to as a athlete and now as a coach. 
back in my day, our huge opponent was Woodbury every year. I mean, Woodbury had really great swimmers, really great divers. And so that was always our biggest rival back then. And, you know, we, we do go against them, but not in our conference or our section. And so it's more of just for fun, like, you know, getting together for a non-conference meet um, or one of our um, invites that we do. Um, And they're still really good. We, we had a a meet against them, the Hastings invite um, at the beginning of the season and they won. Um, So they still have a great team. Invites are scored out a little bit differently than a dual meet. So I think had we gone against them as a dual meet, we probably would have beat them. But um, so that was the big thing back then. I would say now as a coach, um, my most favorite event is probably sections. It's the only event that I get nervous for. And I think it's because, you know, throughout the season, we work so hard and we, we practice, 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 and we do all these dual meets and and those are great. And we have a a, a very strong girls and boys team for swimming and and diving. You know, the divers are getting really good. Um, But the section meets makes me nervous because I just, I want them to do well. And at that point, it's just kind of out of my hands. Like what happens is what happens. You know, I've done all I can possibly do to prepare them for this meet, because I know that a lot of them want to advance to the state meet. And, and so for diving the top four advance to the state meet and the last several years, I've had a couple state um, participants, which has been super fun. Um, But it's, it, it gets me riled up. It, it brings me back to like when I was diving in high school and how I would get nervous for the section meet. But again, it, as a coach, like I look forward to it, but it's the only one that I get like sweaty palms. And I just, I sit there and I think, okay, what should I have done differently? Like, how could I have, you know, changed the outcome of this? And, and I just have to remember, I did everything I could and it is what it is and it's going to be what it's going to be. And and as much as I stress about it, I really do enjoy it too. And, mm-hmm. and all the section coaches that, you know, we all come together and we, you know, talk about the season and the divers and it's just, it's good camaraderie for coaches too. For sure. I know that feeling, it's like a, that just a helpless feel, feeling yeah. of coaching, you know, and uh, just like you're saying, you put all that time and energy and the kids put in more time and energy than us. Yeah. And uh, you just want them to, to do, to do the best. You look forward yeah. to it, but then you're uh Kind of really happy when it's done too. So um for sure. Yeah. So it's, sure. it's a good feeling. Yeah. Last couple of questions then for you, coach. So you've had about 10 years of experience here in Hastings and numerous years of experience as an athlete yourself. So thinking about our parents and coaches out there, if you had to give them a couple pieces of advice, what do you think it would be? Um so so for the parents or coaches, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that it's, it's important to let the kids have some power and control in their sports, whether that is, you know, for diving, especially letting them pick their list each week, because each week they, they have to choose six dives to compete. Um, letting them have the power and control in that, like, what do you think your best dives are? You know, what is your goal? Is your goal for a best score here? Is your goal to try this new dive that you've been mm-hmm. working on? Um, so giving them some power, um, because I think that that gives them some control and, and you know, the outcome is, is based on their decisions. Um, and I also think it's important to admit when we're wrong or when we've made a mistake, um, you know, we've made a bad call 
you know, we can apologize for it. Like, yep, that probably wasn't the best move that we've done, but we've learned from it. And here's what we're going to do moving forward. And I think that that's important that they see that you as a coach aren't perfect and that you do make mistakes sometimes too, because we do. Um, and we don't always maybe make the best calls and, you know, we sometimes might have some regrets, but, um, it's good to grow from that. So I think those are probably the two pieces of advice, at least kind of for coaches, for parents, it's, you know, be a parent, you know, don't, don't try and coach your kid. That's my job. You know, that's what I'm getting paid for. That's what I love to do. So you just get to be the parent and you just get to be proud of them and, you know, congratulate them on their successes. Um, and so those would probably be my pieces of advice for awesome. coaches and parents. Same kind of question now, but then for a student athlete. So all your years of experience, your years in, as an athlete, uh, this could be kind of kids that are coming up in your program, maybe kids that are younger than that. If you had to give them a couple pieces of advice, what do you think would be? Yeah, that one I, I thought about for a little bit. Um, but again, you know, and I, I, I coach this and I preach this every single week. Um, the biggest thing is to have fun. You, you have to have fun because if you're not having fun, then why are you here? And you're not going to want to do it. You're not going to want to be motivated. You're not going to you know, really excel if you're not having fun. Um, so we, we have to make it fun. And if it's not fun, you have to tell me because then we have to figure out a way to make it fun. And sometimes I let the kids like come up with their own games and their own things like, Hey, what would, you know, choose your last fun dive or, you know, let's, let's play a game the last couple minutes of practice. Um, and then the second thing is, is to communicate and, and to voice your concerns, your frustrations, don't be afraid to talk to me. You know, if you don't like the way something is going, come and tell me so that we can work on it. Because again, if there's something that's stressing you out, if there's this new dive that, you know, I've been kind of pushing you to do, and it's something that is really freaking you out or stressing you out, tell me, because I don't want to make you do something that you don't want to do, because that's going to, that's going to make you go away. Um, and so I, I always tell them, you know, just, just talk to me about it because I'm, I'm very open. And because I do work with such a small group of kids, I think for the most part, we do have a pretty good open communication and, and, and they tell me when they don't want to do mm -hmm. something. But yeah, I don't. So I always tell them, okay, don't tell me, no, tell me in a different way. Like I feel scared to do that right now, but maybe I'll try it later, but don't just straight up. Tell me, no, like, give me a reason why you don't want to do it or why you wouldn't want to try it. So I always make them come up with creative ways to, when I ask them to do something and they don't want to like, okay, don't tell me, no, just say it in a different way. So they, they oh, get pretty great. creative with that. Perfect. Coach, that's all the questions I got for you. The last thing we always do is just turn the microphone over to our guest. Uh, this is the time if I, if I forgot to ask you any questions and you had something uh, really good to say, you could go for it. Uh, there's something else on your chest. You could go for it. Any shout outs or anything like that. Uh, like I said, the microphone is yours and you can go for it. Thank you. Um, I think for me that the way that I like to close out is just, you know, I coach because it's fun. And I always told myself when I stopped having fun, I, I wouldn't do it anymore. Um, I love the sport. I love working with kids. Um, you know, I learn something new every single week, every single year. Um, you know, I always try to grow as a coach and learn. And a lot of things I learned from the kids, a lot of things I learned from other coaches. I can tell you, I'm not the best diving coach out there, but I hope that I'm a good motivator. I hope that I'm a good role model. I hope that they remember positive things from when they leave my program, whether if they stay for a year 
or five years or six years. Um, you know, it's been great having the opportunity to work with these kids, some of them since they were fifth graders all the way through the program. So you really get to know them, you get to know their families. And I've just enjoyed all of that so much. And um, again, I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't enjoy doing it. And so I keep coming back for more. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.